Hello, and welcome to Episode 7 of the WP Campus Podcast. Today we're going to talk about uh, WordPress forms, uh, something that, you know, an area that pretty much every website has to touch at some point, whether it's something as basic as a contact form or something as complex as an online application. Uh, higher Ed uses a variety of online forms, and so today we just want to chat about that and kind of have a basic general discussion about how forms are used in Higher Ed and how people use WordPress, WordPress excuse me, to create these forms. Uh, before we get started, I want to always got to mention our conference is coming up this summer in July. Uh, we have tickets for sale right now for $99, so you can check those out on our website at 2016.wpcampus.org. Uh, we've selected speakers, and we're excited to announce those in the next coming days and to put the schedule up, so we're really excited about the sessions that we have in store, and we're going to be announcing a few sponsors soon. And so to get started, we have a great uh, lineup of guests today. Um, I'm Rachel Carden. I'm the founder of WP Campus. Um, I worked in higher education for 10 years. Um, I'm mostly a web developer and a little bit of a designer. And uh, so we'll just start with the left. Uh, we have Curtis. You want to introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Curtis Gramala. I am technically the senior web technologist at the University of Mary Washington. What that means is I'm the one developer for the web here at the university. Um, and I have been here at University of Mary Washington for five years now, something like that, five or six years. Uh, been in higher ed for about ten years at this point, um, and been working with WordPress for about probably about six or seven years, almost you know basically full time or more than full time. Awesome, Jeff. So I am Jeff Matson, and I currently work for Gravity Forms, maintaining uh, documentation. Um, I have been working with WordPress for quite a while. I can't even count the years. Um, quite a while. Just launched a new product uh, called Notify Bot. It handles uh, notifications within your site and includes uh, support for Gravity Forms. That's me. <laughs> Great. Hey, Josh. Hi, Rachel. Uh, my name is uh, Josh Pollock. I'm uh, the owner of Caldera WP. We make a lot of WordPress uh, plugins, including um, Caldera Forms, which is a free drag-and-drop responsive form builder. And I've been using the WordPress um, for a while, let's say. <laughs> Some period of time. I love how you called it the WordPress. <laughs> so we obviously want to talk about, like, super specific higher ed stuff, but before we get started, I kind of had a question for Josh and Jeff. Uh, as like general just uh, forum developers uh, of these various uh, WordPress plugins, um, if someone came to you and had never really set up a, an online uh, forum before, especially in WordPress, um, what are some things that you would share with them to think about ahead of time, like possible problems or concerns or just general notes? Um, I think one of the biggest things is really just determining what you, what kind of form you're trying to create before you create it, and then who's going to be maintaining that form. Um, so in that aspect, really just, I mean, if it's a contact form, you know, you want to figure out what fields you already want to begin with. Um, and then who's going to be monitoring that in terms of receiving notifications and actually able to really pay attention to that form. So I would say a few things besides what Jeff just said. I think that starting with, like, what does the form do is really important. Um, 
but also like how simple can you make the form because the simpler the form, uh, the better it's going to convert, the more people you're going to get to fill out the form. So asking too much uh, is counterproductive. Making it too complicated to fill out is counterproductive. Uh, I would also start out, though, with the server, with your WordPress site. Uh, forms can be pretty complicated applications, so you want to make sure your server works. And that means, can it send an email? Um, if you're using a WordPress site, um, you need to make sure like you can send a password reset email first, just as a baseline. Uh, and this is where like a transactional email service comes in, something like Mandrill or Amazon SES. Uh, these things are great um, if you have any volume. Uh, you have any sort of questions about your server. Um, but also, make sure that you're testing with WP Debug True, but also WP Debug Log, which will write a log of errors. Because, you know, forms are complicated, and they can tend to, like, find the weird symptoms of things that are wrong on your site. And those will throw off, like, JavaScript and things like that. So just really thoroughly test your site on staging. Um, on a local environment using desktop server or something like that, I think that um, that like making sure that before you start and then once you've built your form that you're not generating any errors is just so important uh, that you can like run the whole process with a clean debug log. Curtis, do you have anything to add about like what you would tell someone in higher ed that would uh, I want an online form? Well. Yeah, I mean, there are a ton of different things, and, you know, especially in higher ed, typically when someone says, I want an online form, what they really mean is, I want you to upload this PDF. Um, and so a lot of it is simply getting them to, and, and as Josh mentioned, I think, um, you know, a lot of it is also the simplicity. I mean, you know, in higher ed, we tend to, uh, like I said, we want to upload PDFs for everything, but we also tend to want to collect someone's entire life story just so that we can you know send them an email or something like that um, in fact at, you know at my previous employer we had we somewhere along the line somebody had decided we were going to streamline the process because we had seven or eight different departments asking for essentially the same information and so we streamlined the process you know well I say we it was it was before my time they streamlined the process by turning it all into one single form, but the problem was that form had probably 150 to 200 inputs um, where they were asking people for literally every single thing about them, and all of these inputs were required. There, you know, I mean, I imagine at most one person actually completed this form per month um, because it was just too long and complicated for anybody to actually do. So it's about it's about understanding the purpose of the form so that you know a PDF one out of a hundred times is actually going to be the correct um, application for it, but you know most of the time you can do this a lot more simply with an online form, um, but you need to understand what the end result is is intended to be for that form, and then also just make it as simple, you know, as, as Josh mentioned, make it as simple as possible, um, because people are not going to convert if it's too difficult to fill out that form. Something else that I think is commonly overlooked, in, especially in higher ed, um, is just like also thinking about like what the workflow is going to be like when the form is submitted. Like who's going to get the information and who's going to take care of it. Like there's a there's a life of, for this form beyond the user filling it out. And that was often overlooked before. You know, they would they just think that we're going to set up a form and like mag magic's going to happen and people are going to be contacted and 
And uh, so it, it was, you know, the project moved on beyond just setting up a couple fields on a website. Yeah, and I'm going to agree and use it as an excuse to throw in a shameless plug, um, is that, like, you put out a form and you're like, oh, that works for me, and, like, I, I think that's smart. Um, and that's, like, a really big assumption. And until you have analytics data to, like, prove that people are actually going to, like, view your form and submit your form or what they're doing instead, uh, you're really not done, right? Like, you make a great-looking form, you make sure it works, but then you want to, like, test it in the wild and see how it works. And we make a plugin that works with both our form builder and the Gravity Forms and the Ninja Forms. Um, it's called Formworks. It's at form.works. Um, does your form work? Eh? Eh? <laughs> But it's like analytics data for forms. So it'll tell you, like, where were they before they left? Did they ever even scroll the form into view? Uh, these sorts of things. Um, 